Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Included series. My name is Dana Wilson, and I'm the CEO and founder of CHIP, which stands for Changing How Individuals Prosper. CHIP is a digital platform connecting individuals like you to Black and Latinx financial professionals. This series was started to give people of color a chance to tell our own stories and thoughts around wealth. We hope to demystify stereotypes that still plague many of our communities, regardless of economic status. So sit back, relax, and let's talk money. So if you can hear me, I totally can't hear you right now. I'm having a little bit of time. Oh my goodness. I thought it was my Well, that's what happens when you put your mic on mute when it comes with a uh, mute button. So again, everyone, welcome to the included series. I see that you heard nothing that I said, <laughs> which is all a part of, you know, <laughs> Uh, the fun of everything that's virtual going on. So my guest today is Rodney Williams. So welcome, Rodney. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So this has been a, a one heck of a year. I can say that so far, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, what have you been doing to manage with uh, self-care and just everything that's kind of been going on? Um, you know, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting year, but I think I think you know, we can we can come out of this year better than we've ever been. So, um, as 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 professionals, as people of color, so um, you know, I think I'm I'm a I'm definitely more in a positive spirit of things um, and keeping that momentum going. But uh, it's still there's still a lot of things to be excited about. There's still a lot of things to be passionate about, and I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's so many things to be passionate about, and I guess it's a lot of you know, not getting too deep into the weeds of everything and just making sure that um, we are staying positive, staying motivated. Um, so it's really important to hear you say that. So what are you working on within um, your business when it comes to when it comes to kind of working on the racial wealth gap? I know you do a lot of stuff with um, with your company, Solo Funds. And how do you feel that Solo Funds is really helping in that way and giving back um, to the community? Well, specifically, I mean, uh, obviously, I think Solar Funds is playing their part in a big way. Um, I think it's the biggest way of any financial technology company today. Um, to give you perspective, um, Solo is like what we call the community banking or the community bank redefined. We allow uh, individuals to request or borrow funds um, based on their own terms. And then we allow lenders or funders to fund those requests and actually make money off that transaction. What's really, really important about it is that, I mean, we, we want people in need of um, short-term personal loans 
to to have an always-on access, one that uh, rewards um, repayment, but 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 something that isn't necessarily always. The assessment is not just based on credit score; it's based on a lot of other things. And then that was really important for us. And on the other side, we wanted the the person or the group or the entity or the institution that would actually um, incentives make their incentives off lending to be individuals that look like us. Um, so it's 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 doing both. It's, we like to say that it's it's one part of the community funding the next part of the community and then reaping the benefits. Um, but that is solo. Um, and um and I and it's, and it's off to the races. It's doing really well. No, that's really good. I mean, it's so important nowadays as we're having all of these conversations around money, especially um, the statements that we keep hearing from industry, you know, who are supposed to be industry leaders of these companies, like the statement from Wells Fargo CEO, when we're talking about that there's not, you know, this diversity going on in the industry. And I think both of us know, because we're both um, in that financial space and fintech space, know that that's not the case and that um, people of color, communities of color, whether you're professionals or otherwise, really do care about our wealth, right? We care about what's going on and how we're able to build that. So it's really great to hear a lot of the give back that Solo Fund is doing and the execution of what's going on because it's extremely important. Uh, but let's back up and talk a little bit about your personal uh, financial journey and your thoughts around wealth. When you feel the first time was when you fell in love with money and what that journey meant for you. <laughs> fell in love with money. Um, I probably argue that I, I'm not necessarily know if I'm in love with it. Um, you know, I think I, you know, growing up in Baltimore, um, I, I didn't have the, the parents or the grandparents that I went to college. Um, so for me, um, you know, there wasn't a, a legacy of wealth that was kind of given to me. It was much more about, um, you know, we're going to work really hard and we're going to just put our best foot forward. With that in mind, though, I think for me, I saw my parents live check to check. I saw my family members live week to week. Um, and 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 I and that always bothered me. And we, we they still had, you know, they were hardworking and, and did a lot of different things. We owned our home. But at the same time, you know, you know, getting paid on Friday and the light bill due on Wednesday didn't always line up for, for my home. So I always uh, saw that. And I think for me, it was really, really important that if I was going to work really, really hard, I needed to figure out how to create sustainable wealth um, that, 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 that builds something for me. Um, you know, it's, I, that, that was going to be a big part of my legacy. Um, so, you know, I think at some point in time, it was all about how can I create the most amount of wealth. And for me, creating the most amount of wealth was like, uh, you know, creating and building things that were new, like companies, like the companies. Um, you know, I used to watch, I used to watch Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous and all, all of the, these folks, they, they own things. They were CEOs of really big, large companies. And I kept trying to think about, trying to get an understanding of how do I become that? How, how can, how can I encourage that? And that, that was one of the, some of the core goals of myself. No, that's awesome. And I think you hit on a really good point, right? It's like we grow up and we're watching our parents and our families in the way that they either process money, use money. And a lot of that really does have an effect on our lives as we get older. Um, and to your point about watching this wealth and figuring out, well, how do I 
build this wealth for myself and not have to kind of have that standpoint where I'm still having to figure it out over and over and over. Um, how did you end up kind of walking down that road and really deciphering that for yourself and being able to, to build that wealth through your companies? Yeah, I mean, I think it first started with like my lifestyle and I and I and I had I had clear understanding of like what was responsible and what was irresponsible. I have to be completely honest, I'm probably not the most responsible. I'm not like the but I I remember none of us are, right? Like, we're still figuring it out. <laughs> probably not gonna like this, but I remember the first time I met with a financial advisor and he's telling me all these different products. And he's telling me, you know, all these different things. And I kept trying to tell him that, you know, every couple of years, my income is going to double. And he was just like, I'm not really understanding that. And, and, and so, you know, but I, in my mind, the way I was going to do that was obviously I'm creating these things. Um, so, you know, I, for, for me, um, it was, it first started out with a plan. I do think you do have to have some level of plan. My level of plan, I was very, very comfortable with my plan, right? So my, my plan uh, for, for sustaining wealth involved something that was very, very different than someone else, but it was a deliberate effort, right? And I think you have to have a deliberate effort, whether you're good at it or bad at it, at least you know you have a financial plan of right. some sort, right? Like whether it's like this, this, uh, you know, this amount in savings, this amount here, this amount there, like you should have a plan and then you should just execute uh, according to that plan. Um, and that's that's that was just I mean super super duper important for 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 how you know I kind of develop into who I am today. Yeah, I mean you definitely have to have um, have to have a plan, right? It's like everyone wants to go through and you know have this wealth, have this lifestyle, do all these other things, and especially with social social media, I feel like we're watching and we're seeing people talk about you know, did you buy this stock or, you know, you need to invest this much, but it's like, you need to also focus on what your overall plan is, right? Like, what are you going to do to be able to get to that point? And maybe investing in all this stuff just because you see it doesn't necessarily make sense for you if it's not aligning with your plan. Um, do you feel like you see a lot of that stuff or you feel like people are coming to you um, because you've been successful with building a lot of your businesses as a founder and then also kind of the space that you're in uh, with solo funds, are people looking to you as somewhat of an expert? Sometimes I think that happens. You know, I think I'm I'm pretty secret about my personal life, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, if the people who do know where and how I spend my money, um, I think I think I mean I bought my my first house at when I was 24. I um, you know, I, and then you know, I bought a commercial building when I was um when I was uh, probably 33. Then I bought my second home when I was 36. So, um, but I mean, you know, who would know that, right? I, but I think me was just executing on the plan. I'm, you gotta create rules for yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, my biggest I issue with a lot of folks, our folks, like we're always looking for like a get rich scheme. Mm -hmm. Financial planning is not, a, no, there's no quick. That's how you get yourself in trouble. Like. Everybody throwing money at bitcoins and tokens and all of these different things and thinking they're gonna that 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 was getting you know making you know my my reserves making twenty and fifty percent in a given year was never part of the plan because that's probably not realistic. You know what I'm, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, like every, yeah, no, you're right, right? It's like there's there's so many different 
I mean, I can't tell you the, the number of probably Instagram pages I come across or I've noticed are starting to follow me where it's like this, you know, it's a lot about the Forex now, right? Like everyone is a Forex trader. Everyone has all these like interesting little pages where they're popping up with all this information, um, which is, I think if, you know, I think it's a great thing where we're having the conversation and more of the conversation around money is becoming more prevalent, especially in our community. But at the same time, I think to your point, it is about being realistic with what you can do and also trying to decipher and all that information and not feeling like you have to jump out there just because you think everyone else is right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I like to say like, depending on your tolerance, it's about consistent growth, it's about, you know, finding investments that are consistent. If you're, if you're a high risk, individual and you want big rewards then then do those types of things but most people aren't mm-hmm. you know but there's a ton of safer and things to put your money in like solo like real estate like 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 other places and i just think we gotta we gotta get we gotta get better at that i think for for me i'm i'm very it's it's it's, it's like i know like i'm i like my my investment plan like you you know you this product but i i'm like my bank account is a is real estate Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. My, and then, and then, then I'm only then I'm looking at like, how do I take my operating capital? That's like basically my my checking account and make my checking account do more to me. So I like when I look at things like solo. Why it was interesting for me is because you know when you lend on solo, these loans are 14 days or less. Um, mm-hmm. It could be as well as five days. Um, and we also have a protection feature where you pay money up front to make sure that if someone doesn't pay you back, the platform pays you. So there's a floor. There's basically an insurance floor. It's basically like if you had a you know some type of financial product and have a floor. So my working capital, which is what sits in my checking account, I throw it in solo every five days, and then I only do five day loans. Now, if you if anyone can do the math. Every five day, I'm I'm throwing the same amount of money. It's compounding over and over again. So even if that is making roughly one to two percent every five days, what's happening at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's the that's the that's the that's that's what birthed it. And, and, and to be honest, that's why we're growing so fast. Individuals who figure that out, they're 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 they're, they're like, wait a minute, this is a a, a steady, consistent thing that I can do with a piece of capital that I otherwise wouldn't be doing anything with. And if I did anything else with it, I'm taking, I may be taking risks that I'm not comfortable taking. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is really just kind of education and making sure that people are aware of all of these platforms and stuff they have available to them. Um, Because it's important to not only be able to just utilize it but also really understand the the premise behind it right and almost kind of what you're talking about um is also similar to like structured notes um in the way that you're kind of being able to hedge your bet there right so you're making sure that you're utilizing your money but you're also not going off the deep end and investing in something that's too too aggressive so i really like the modeling where people are able to say hey you know this is money that you're that you're just going to have sitting around right like if you had it in maybe a cd or something that's super safe you can kind of take this money and invest it in something and get you a little bit more of a return and also not have to worry about just investing in one particular thing that might not you know do well and from what you're saying, it seems like you're also protected by solo funds, correct? 
Exactly. I mean, that's one of the, the biggest innovations that, I mean, we, we essentially launched the first insurance, investment insurance product, right? That protects you from losses. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there isn't, you know, the, there isn't, there isn't no other product in, in the market that basically says, you know, um, put, throw your money in this. And, you know, like if you're investing in stocks, it, it could take one day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it absolutely could, but it, it also could not, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so being able to have a floor is really important, I think. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. Um, and do you feel um, that, like, our community, as far as just people of color, really understand their power when it comes to using certain platforms like this and how important it is to create that generational wealth and really feel like they're using it as a vehicle? Yeah. I mean, I think they just got to, you know, all of these are vehicles, right? Um, but again, they, they all have different rankings in your plan, right? Uh, and that's one of the biggest things I think we all got to understand is that they all have different rankings in your plan. Um, and um, and, and I, I, I always say the biggest part, like the, get, get yourself a planner, plan your life, buy real estate. <laughs> and that's it. Like we can just stop now. <laughs> And I can't, I can't stress it more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no rocket scientist to building wealth, right? If I, if I was to model out the the the, the individuals that don't look like you and I, mm-hmm. right? It looks very much like that, right? They had money in certain financial investment vehicles that were that weren't risky. They were they were they were safe. It gave them tax benefits. They they bought real estate. Um, they kept it for a very long time. They passed it to different generations. Um, and then they did certain things that were a little riskier with a certain amount of money. That's the money they may have started a business with, or that's the money they may have invested in a business, or they did some other things. And then the point is, if you have one individual in your family doing that, imagine if all of you guys are doing that, right? Your brother, your sister, everyone starts to starts to do this. And after a lifetime of one of those individuals, it could actually have like, like pretty pretty widespread impact on the entire family if it's done correctly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's what we got to think about. You know, I think it's in too many cases we leave this earth and we haven't utilized the time that we spent here to to make it easier for the people we leave. Yeah, that's very true. And and really within our culture, right, we kind of have that, you know, that kind of mean mentality, right? Like I got mine, now you got to go get yours and figure it out. But I feel like now we just don't have the luxury of doing that. And there's so much at our disposal to be able to set the next generation up so much faster and so much further along than where we are. I mean, I remember when I first started investing and, you know, the biggest thing to do, well, what are the easiest things to do was to flip CDs. Now this was like over probably over 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> but you know, you can't do that now, right? Like before you could put maybe money into a CD three to six months, you earning like four and 5%. But obviously that was something of the past, right? And that kind of went away. I mean, nowadays what you have to lock your money up for probably about 20 years to maybe see 3%. But it's like you kind of go with what is going on at that time and at that period to your point of having a plan and understanding what is the best thing to do, you know, then. Like right now we have access to all of these different platforms 
yours. You know, we have all these different SEC rules coming out where now people can invest in other businesses and get in the ground floor, you know, a lot of startups, um, which is amazing, right? So it's like you're looking at companies like yours and it's like really paving the way for the next generation to get more financially savvy and more equipped. And um, that's, of course, really important for us as a community. Definitely, definitely. Um, no, I mean, these are, these are exciting things. I just had a wild thought, you know, I, it's, you know, I always, one, one day, someone that looks like us should start a, 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 an exchange for, for black companies. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because <laughs> imagine- There's nothing stopping it from happening, by the way. Like, someone <laughs> can do this random idea I just thought sitting here on this, on this meeting, but, um, yeah, we should do that one day. I think I think so. I would absolutely be interested in doing that. I mean, I think that needs to get started now. It's, it's I mean, you're what is I feel like we're in the space where we're watching all of these amazing companies come up that are owned um, by people of color that are solving a lot of the problems um, that you know should have been solved, especially when it comes to wealth. And now we're just ingrained in this space. Um, in the buying and selling of businesses would be, just be extremely powerful. And oh, by the way, added continuously added all of this wealth distribute distribution uh, yeah. within our communities, right? Definitely. So, how are you? What are you doing within your community um, that you're seeing as far as a change? If it's people going to open accounts at black banks and things like that, are you seeing a lot of that pick up in uh, your area of where you are? You know, from a from a, from a personal standpoint, I mean, I, I mean, I do see it. I do see it. You know, um, I do see it. There, there's a healthy appetite for people that look like us to, to try to mm-hmm. do something, right? Like buy black. I mean, you know, I do. I see a lot of people doing a lot more than they've ever done before. I probably, I mean, I, I, I personally have like completely stopped. I mean, all of the new clothes that I've bought since COVID has definitely been from black brands. Um, so I mean, I think I think we're all finding ways to support each other a little bit more, and I think that's why I said there's a lot of things to be a lot like I, I, there's a lot of things to be upset about this year, but there's actually a lot of things to be really excited about, right? Because mm-hmm. I think we're discovering things about each other and ourselves that we that that weren't necessarily top of mind. Um, you know, for for solo, you know, you know, it's I think you know. I think today, like we we crossed over. I think we have over sixty thousand um, users. Um, it's and this is not like this is active users lending and borrowing to each other, mm-hmm. right? Um, we've we've you know we've probably we've redistributed almost ten million dollars of capital um, in in either direction, right? Um, that's pretty important. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a big number. That's an important number. I mean, the read. <laughs> That redistribution of wealth is uh, is amazing if you really break that down and you're looking at probably even from a per household perspective, right? Yeah, I mean it's 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 one of the things that I you know we I spend a lot of time because I know for a fact that like if, if for me personally I got to continue to make this thing grow, right? Mm-hmm. Got to continue to support the team that's out there doing it, and it 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 it, it has it has the ability to to be the financial institution that we always wanted because. This isn't going to be its only product, right? It's gonna it's gonna launch many products and services, but it's designed by our community for our community, really, like literally. So, mm-hmm. um, if it's not top of mind today, it will be, right? That's kind of how I look at it. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that just goes back to like the overall industry in itself, right? And how we're all kind of stepping into this role of somewhat disrupting it, you know, for however many years and still, the, which is very present um, based on current events of this week, that there's still that barrier that is still trying to keep us out of this industry. And it's like, you know, no, we're coming in from a different perspective and giving opportunity and giving voices to those that did not have it. Um, what do you feel like the overall look of the financial industry and how it's going to change based on all of these disruptors and these fintech companies that are led by black and brown founders coming in? What are your thoughts around that? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's I think it's in this infancy, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, we 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 our community is still being exploited by um, other organizations and exploited mm -hmm. maybe an aggressive work. Um, but if I know all of my friends that look like me, they have they have Robinhood, they got earning, they got a Chime bank account. Um, <laughs> that's that's not all by coincidence. They deliberately right. marketed and communicated to you, mm -hmm. you know, for a reason. Um, so when you see the the newcomers like myself and Capway, um, or uh, you know, she has a Chime Bank competitive product. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's others that are in my space. We're in our infancy, right? Um, we're, we're, in our, we're, we're, but I, I will, I do believe that as we look at the next 24 to 36 months, that the, the companies that, that, that look like us will, will start to, to reap the benefits. It's historically, it is always going to be difficult to do technology. And it is, mm -hmm. what I've heard, it is even, even more difficult to do financial technology, financial services, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, back to the Wells Fargo CEO, right? Maybe, maybe we just don't know what we're up to. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever the case may be, but we are, we are here, and there, there are, there are enough of us, and we've been trying to do this for many years, and it's only going to continue. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, we're not going anywhere, and I think um, I saw, I heard someone say that earlier today on something I was watching, but it's like, we're not going anywhere, right? So if, if nothing else, it's like, we're really here to make sure that we're making a difference. And if no one else is gonna create it, then we're gonna create these funnels and these pipelines um, in these companies so that we make sure that we do have this foot in the door and not just in the door, but really knocking it wide open for everyone else to, to step through and to utilize, uh, which is extremely important. And do you feel just as consumers um, that we really understand and know the power that we have with our dollars? Do you think that's really shifting and how we're able to kind of shift industries or do you still think we're um, kind of working on that process? Well, I mean, I think, I think, like I said, I think this year we figured it out. You know, I think, I, you know, I, I just know what the Buy Black movement have done to some of my friends' companies. I know that, you know, we know what the riots have caused impact and where it hurt. We also know, you know, companies that didn't speak out quickly felt the pain when it was exposed. Right. right? Um, and that's the rest, that's the part, right? We got to expose the companies that we have an issue with. Um, um, and, and, and we got to demand certain things um, because at the end of the day, I think we have something bigger than just the, the black dollar, you know, we got the black culture and we got what's cool and we've always had it with that you know our influences our athletes 
um, all of the, 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 all of the things that we do as a people to sell other people's products and services. It, like we have a lot more power than we ever thought and imagined. Um, so again, you know, I think it would have happened this year. No, but am I excited that Jay-Z and Pharrell dropped the video and it was nothing but companies that look like us? Yeah, they should have, right? You know, because we know if Jay-Z raps about it, it's going to sell out. Mm -hmm. We've been doing these things for 20 years. Um, but I think some, like, I think 2020 is just starting to, to overexpose those things. And I think that's, that's, that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to really think, you know, going off, like we're almost halfway, um, more than halfway through this year and coming up on the holidays. And I feel like the impact of, you know, Black Friday actually, you know, being a Black Friday for a, a different type of reason, where we're talking about how we are really reaching and we're supporting all of these businesses. And I'm sure all of these movements, you know, my Black Receipt, all of these things included have really helped people to stay in business. Um, you know, to your point about what it's done to your friends personally and making sure that they've stayed around or been around or maybe they sold um, a lot that is able to just continue to keep them flourishing. I mean, that makes a big difference. And I think if nothing else really is coming out of this this year is that point of us being able to band together and support each other in a way that's different of just kind of patting somebody on the back like we're finally doing it with our dollars. Um, and really just being the leaders of driving that traffic. So I couldn't yeah, express it how important that is either, right? It's like, we're actually in front of that movement where before it's like everyone else who didn't look like this was kind of in the charge of that. And now we're being more um, in the driver's seat. Yeah. Um, no, nah, it's, it's, it's I, like I said, I, 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 I think we're gonna end up better than we, you know, started the year. And I know that's, hard to, to see or hard to accept, but the, you know, we will, I do believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I think it's a, about how we think about it. It's like, it's been a hard and heavy year, but it's kind of refocusing that energy and channeling in, in the most positive ways that we can just to kind of protect our own, so to speak, and making sure that when we come out of this year, you know, we're coming out of it better. Maybe it's just a monetarily, you know, monetarily, um, that's how we come out of it. But, you know, whatever's going to keep the wealth uh, in our pockets is probably the most important thing. <laughs> so, nah, totally. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm just like, I, I hear all of the, you know, the, you know, the politicians and they're like, oh, you know, you know, COVID, this pandemic, um, all, you know, all of these black businesses are going to die. And, and then I know my friends who have black businesses. And I tell you, my, my friends that are entrepreneurs, they're, they're, they're hustlers, they're, they're innovators in their own right. And I always, I, I, I remember I had a friend who went from selling hair products to selling masks and different things in about 48 hours at the beginning of COVID. Um, he's doing mm -hmm. phenomenal. And and so I'm a little bit like, well, who, 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 who are these failing businesses? <laughs> like who's, who's out here just throwing the towel down? Like, oh man, we're just gonna die. Like that don't look like us. <laughs> No, they just got new businesses. They got yeah, like that. Uh, they all are like I, every one of my friends. I was like, like, like yeah, I got hands at it. I'm like, they just they, you know, but that's us as people. 
we're gonna be okay. Like we're gonna be perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, if any, we are definitely a, can adapt to literally anything. Um, and I, I agree with that. It's like, I saw a lot of my friends just pivot. You know, a lot of people talk about pivoting in your business and it wasn't really a thing sometimes that has been taught to us. We've always just had to do it. <clears throat> like with every part of our, our lives, we've always had to learn how to pivot in every single way. And going through this whole experience through COVID and everything else that we're dealing with as a community, all we're doing is finding new ways to pivot, whether it's personally and professionally. And, you know, waking up at three in the morning and have an idea to go make masks or try to figure out how to make hand sanitizer or white label something. I mean, we're doing it right. Like we're out there. <laughs> we're out there getting it done. Uh, and it's so inspiring. I, there's a. There, no, it's you know, I, like, like you said, you pivot I, the, the restaurants and the businesses that quickly got outside, quickly got their delivery. I don't really know how to use caviar, but I'm gonna set it up. Like whoever, <laughs> whoever did it fast, they, they worked out. And I think we gotta understand that that's life. Whether this pandemic happened or not, whether it's another recession or not, whether, you know, the, the you know, there's violent crime in front of your store and all of a sudden your foot traffic goes down, you know, falls down or, who knows? The reality is that like businesses, you have to pivot, you have to innovate, you have to foresee things and you have to plan for the worst and the best at the same time. Um, I yeah. think that's how you survive, if that makes sense. No, it definitely does. And I mean, sometimes it's the only way to survive, right? It's like, it's the same thing when you're talking about earlier about planning for your financial life, right? If you need a planner to do it, or if you just kind of need to sit down on the weekend for yourself and figure out, well, what does your your life look like? <laughs> do you need to whiteboard that out or get down to your pen and pad? It's no different, right? We're always planning for somewhat of those worst case scenarios. And then sometimes we're planning for those best case scenarios. So it's like you do really well in your business, you're raising money, or you're doing really well with your revenue. It's like, okay, now you got the money coming in, you know, where's it going? <laughs> right? It's yeah. like now, you got to plan for that, which is a great thing, great problem to have. <laughs> exactly, it's literally the, the literally the plan. But I mean, I, and even at the start of this, I remember, you know, solo from a bit operating standpoint, we cut all the fat. Mm -hmm. Fat on it, it got cut. And, you know, you know, no, like everything. And then we were like, you know, we're gonna keep this thing alive, however we need to. Um, and I think that those are just some of the things that I think we, you know, we all have gone through as, as owners, as founders, as entrepreneurs um, and, 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 and everything. So like, you know, uh, the stock market, if, if you were big in the stock market and you took a hit, you, hopefully you rebounded because there, right. there was a ton of opportunity there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, no, nah, it's, it's, uh, it's, all, it's all things that, that make us resilient. <laughs> yeah, abs absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I do want to get into one of my um, favorite parts of the series. So I'm actually really excited to hear some of your answers. We're going to do a quick little uh, rapid fire question here. Uh, so we'll go through a couple questions. They'll show up at the bottom of your screen. I actually want to do this one first because I'm really curious to hear what you said would say. Where would you spend your last thousand dollars? Last thousand dollars. Like I, that's all I have left. Yeah, that's all you got left. You look in your account and it's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't spend it. Um, if I, that's all I got left, uh, I probably wouldn't spend it. Uh, but if I was to spend it, 
I, I, I joke, um, you know, people don't know this about me, but the first businesses I had, I would be, I would drive up from, I went to school in West Virginia, but I would drive up to New York to the, to the fashion district and the wholesale district and 10, well, not even 10, but however many years ago, that's where they had like all the counterfeit stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you could go in there and get North Faces, throwback jerseys, I mean, you named it. And um, I remember I took my refund check. My refund check was about $2,800. Mm-hmm. I drove up there and I, you know, they was like mad shady with it. They were like coming to town home, like come upstairs. Oh, yeah. Did they cut out the little pictures and hand it to you? Like you gotta yeah. walk around here, go up here. <laughs> Eventually, um, I got to some good product I I I, lo- I killed my refund check, and I went back to West Virginia, and I sold it to all of the the fraternities and sororities, um, and that 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 twenty eight hundred dollars turned into twelve thousand hey. um, dollars. So the what I'm, I'm telling you that story because if I had a thousand dollars left, I need to figure out how to go buy something for cheap. So, <laughs> you got to get back out to Canal Street. <laughs> That's what you. Uh, it's rough, but I'm gonna get through it. I'm gonna get through it. Yeah. All right. How about this one? What was the one item you regret uh, spending money on? Uh, um, one item I regret spending money on. Not really a like a regret. You know what? I I, I regret every time I spend money on buying a table. I absolutely regret it. I think regret. that is. What was it? buying a table ah. i think that is the dumbest and I just, listen i do it i'm gonna do it again but every time i do it like as the card is swiping i'm thinking to myself this is this is a bad decision um, but it's a table. huh i said it's a table it's it's just stupid it's just stupid <laughs> okay now i feel like we have to unpack this because what are you going to eat on or is it just like a random table? No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Not, I'm not referring to like a table like for dinner. I'm talking about like bottle service at a club. Oh, okay, got you, got you. All right, like, yes, let's, let's clarify that. Yeah, okay. so that I can understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm referring to bottle service at a club. Yeah, I think I think, I think every single time I've done that, I've regretted it. <laughs> yeah, that, that I can see that, that makes sense. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's do this one. How does seeing the words black wealth make you feel? Um, indifferent. Hmm. I just, I just feel like we have so, so much we got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it's just, it's just part of something we want to do. I, I do tend to like over look at like, is I mean, what does that really mean? Like, what does, you know, you know, what are we really trying to go out and do, and are we doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I mean, like. As black companies and we, we just and black founders and black professionals, I just think there's so much we gotta do a lot more than we're doing. Um, even the the I mean like I wanna support the black banks, but then I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are the black banks supporting the black fintech? Like I'm like we should be this far apart from each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I that, shouldn't, it shouldn't even be that far apart. It shouldn't even be that far apart. Why are we working with some bank in Utah 
that wants to work with us? Why are, why are we giving, you know, these are the things that we have to ask ourselves. And if we don't have really good answers on both sides, mm-hmm. we're not doing enough. Yeah. And I just, I just think, I think we're all, as people, we are not doing enough, personally. There's like all of us are like operating about 50%. There's more that we can do for each other that has directly to do with our business, like a black bank helping black fintechs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely have a lot of work to do um, in that space. So yeah. hopefully we'll continue to um, really get tighter and get better about just having just one conglomerate of things. Because um, to your point, I think it's extremely important to, for there to be no degrees of separation. Like everyone should literally know exactly who that person is or that company. We should all know about each other. So that I definitely agree with. Exactly. Um, and last one, what do you think of when you hear the word legacy? Creating mine, creating my, my, my own. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I firmly believe when I went to college, I hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. my family's legacy um and i just wanted to recreate it so i mean i think i think we all have that option right we can be we can be the son or the daughter mm-hmm. or 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 um we can completely rewrite that book so you're right and yeah. i feel like that's what we're doing now right it's like a lot of things that you said earlier just to kind of sum that up about you know creating that longevity, doing it ourselves, having that plan, making sure that everything we do is is touching something and it's impactful, right? It's not just like we're doing it just for the hell of doing it. We're actually doing it with some meaning and for some sort of purpose. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's got to find your strength and power. And I, and I think though, it's like, you know, sometimes you say, well, I'm, I'm like, I'm my ancestors, wildest dreams, you know, that those mm-hmm. things said there's a lot of power in that but you know the reason why you are is because your ancestor said i'm, I'm going to do something different right i'm not going to be a slave well i'm, I'm going to i'm going to go to college i'm going to go to business all right cool they, they that's done and that's done now now we right. need another group mm-hmm. <laughs> we, need reset. we all need a reset because it didn't work as well as we thought it was going to work we need a reset and it starts. It starts now. Like it's at any. You wake up today and be like, you know what? I'm not going to do it like my my parents. So therefore, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it significantly different or better. I'm going to try something that's never been done before. Um, and and this is the this is the moment in time for that. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. This is definitely the time for it. And I'm going to just end on that note because I think that was a perfect summary of everything. Um, that we discussed and all the powerful uh, gems that you really brought and dropped. So Rodney, I thank you so much for coming on the Included series, telling us a little bit more about your personal financial journey and really just the impact that Solo Fund and that you're continuing to do within our community is extremely important. So thanks for coming on and uh, dropping a little bit of knowledge on everyone tonight. Definitely. Thank you. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. So everyone continue to stay safe and take care um, and continue to just do everything that you need to do to get through a lot of these times. So thanks again for tuning into the included series and we'll see you next week.